Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. Awesome. So uh, we are kicking off February, brand new series called Loving, Learning, and Leading. And this is our mission statement as New Day Community Church. We want to be a church that is loving, learning, and leading. And so hopefully you've seen those three words periodically around the church. They're on the, on the bulletin. They are on our pamphlets. Some sweet guy just put a sign up in the foyer that says loving, learning, leading. And so if this is our mission statement, if this is who we are called to be as a church, we thought it would be a good idea to explain what this means. What does it mean to be a church that is loving, learning, and leading? And we get these three words from uh, the great commandment that Jesus gives in Matthew and the other Gospels, as well as the Great Commission. And so the Great Commandment, Jesus says, uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so when we say loving, what we are implying is that you love God and that you love others. And that we are a church community that loves God and loves others and reveals that through our words and our actions. And then we also want to be a church that is learning, learning all that Christ taught. And finally, we want to be a church that is leading, leading others to Christ. And we get those from the Great Commission. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So we want to lead other people closer to Jesus. And over the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at each one of those words individually, loving, learning, and leading. But today, what we want to do is step back and kind of take a a, a bigger picture and try to answer the question, why do we want to be a church that is loving, learning, and leading? You know, why is it that we chose this to be our, our mission statement? And for me, answering that question of why is really helpful in motivating us to actually carry out the the thing that we are called to do, all right? So we're going to be looking today at this big picture, loving, learning, leading, and looking at being a church that makes a difference. That's what we want to be. We don't want to be just a gathering of people that is hanging out, right, telling people uh, you're worshiping Jesus, though that is incredibly important. We want to be a church that is making a difference in our greater community, we don't want, you know, the, the worst thing to be, would be, right, if, if, imagine if this church closed down next week and nobody cared. That would be horrible. Now, we want to be a church that is being impactful and making a difference in our community and in our world. But we also want to be a church that is making a difference in the individual lives of the members and those who uh, attend regularly. We want to see the the people that are part of this church grow in their knowledge of God. We want to see them grow in applying all that Christ taught into their lives so that they can go out and be light in the world, lights in our community. And so we are passionate about being a church that makes a difference. And we do that through loving, learning, and leading. All right? So here we go. We're going to look. So, why is it that we want to do this? A long time ago, 
This is for Bonnie. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there it is. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've done a Star Wars reference. So just bear, just bear with me. <laughs> you got to know your audience. <laughs> then there's the rest of the audience who's like, this is ridiculous. This is church. <laughs> Talking about Star Wars is crazy. Um, so a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was a, 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 a tyrannical empire. All right, and they held all of the star systems under the thumb of their evil empire. Right, and the galaxy was unable to do anything because this empire, led by Emperor Palpatine, had this powerful and galaxy-spanning military force. All right, and so imagine if you're not a Star Wars fan, just imagine that there's this this big. Uh, imperial military juggernaut that is uh, dominating and controlling all of the other planets and, and galaxies in, or star systems in the galaxy. All right, and but there's this new television show. It's called Star Wars Rebels, and it's on Disney XD. Um, I think it's Tuesday nights. I don't know. We DVR it. Um, anyway, so. There, so in, in this uh, show, Star Wars Rebels, it is leading up to Star Wars A New Hope, which uh, came out in 1977, um, which was the, the first Star Wars. And in, in Star Wars A New Hope, there is the rebellion, and they are fighting against the, the Empire. But in, the, in Star Wars Rebels, in this cartoon, um, I watch it for the kids, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, in Star Wars Rebels, we see the, 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 the origins or the beginnings of the, the rebellion. All right? We see these people resisting, starting to resist the Empire. Um, and as the story progresses, there are some individual pockets uh, of people, and they're kind of like speaking out against the Empire. These guys are bad, and don't listen to them, and this isn't good, and the Empire's evil, and, and all this. But what happens when individuals stand up and shake their fist at the Empire, what Palpatine does is sends in his stormtroopers and squashes them. All right? And... And so these individuals, they don't have the, 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 the strength, the ability to stand up to the empire. But what we see throughout the show is that these individuals banding together, we see them banding together, and as they bring their, uh, their different skill sets and their different abilities and their different strengths, they're able to make a difference, bringing liberty to these star systems and helping out these poor people that are under the oppression of the empire. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Just dwell on that. We'll just just gonna soak for the next 20 minutes. Um, so and so, Mark, why are you talking about this? Well, the reason is that in some ways the church is like that rebellion, right? That is like those, those that early resistance. Though we're not necessarily fighting a galaxy-spanning. Imp- empire uh, led by a Sith Lord, we, we are fighting, we are fighting something. We are fighting the, uh, the spiritual powers and authorities that are reigning in this world. And we see it, uh, the, Paul talks about it in Colossians uh, chapter, second, wait a minute, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4. there it is. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, uh, Paul says that there is a God of this world, right? a lowercase g, God of this world that is blinding people to the reality of this creator God. 
Right? And so, and then in 1 John, we see that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Right? There is a reality to uh, this supernatural evil. Right? There is a reality that uh, humanity, because of the fall, has been corrupted by sin and death and darkness. Right? And we see that all over the world. This world is full of darkness. This world is still under the sway of the evil one. But what we see in, in the book of, of Colossians, I think it's Colossians somewhere, it's in Colossians 2 or 3, that on the cross, through the cross, Jesus triumphed over Satan. Jesus triumphed over the enemy, right? And we see uh, that, 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 that Jesus, through, his, uh, through the cross, bound Satan, right? And so now, Satan, though he is still here, he is still moving, right? He is still uh, the God of this world that is blinding people to the truth. As Christ followers, our eyes have been opened. As Christ followers, we are set free from the, the bondage to sin, death, and destruction. Right? And we, as Christ followers, are called to continue the work that Jesus started when he came to earth. Right? Jesus Christ uh, came and became a man, and through his life and his death and his resurrection, he inaugurated the kingdom of God. And now, uh, you and I, and this is where we're going to get to in a little bit, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, you and I get to continue the work that Jesus started. Now, we are called to be salt. We are called to be light in this world of darkness. This world where people are still blinded to the reality of God. We can come partnering with God, partnering with the the Holy Spirit to bring reality and truth. It's through the, the proclamation of the gospel, through speaking truth, through revealing Jesus, that people's eyes are open. And we have this awesome opportunity to partner with God to bring light into this dark world. But as individuals, we aren't able to do as much as we could as if we were together. Right? Just like the rebels, Luke Skywalker. Uh, so, all right, we're jumping from rebels to uh, the, the original trilogy. Luke Skywalker is, uh, you know, he is fantastic. He's powerful in the force. He's got a lightsaber. He's super sweet, right? But if he was left on his own, he could not take down the Empire, right? He needs all these other players. He needs Han Solo. He needs uh, Lando, I guess. Probably could have done it without Lando. But he needs, he need, no, no, we need Lando. Um, we need Chewbacca, you know, and then on top of that, we see that the, he, he needs all of the, you know, the, the troopers and the technicians that are working in, in Hoth base and getting the snow speeders ready, right, that are, maybe they're causing the, the diversion on, on Endor so that Luke can face, against, face off against Vader, right? My point being that in, in one person can't accomplish the mission uh, in Star Wars, and you and I cannot accomplish the mission that God has given us by ourselves. We are stronger together. And so that is what we want to talk about today, is that we want to be a, a, a church that is making a difference. right? We want to be a church, not individuals, but a community of believers that is making a difference in this world. Right, that is going out and continuing the work that Jesus started. 
And so the answer to that question, you know, why do we want to be a church that is making a difference, is because of this darkness that is covering the world. And we can all see it, right? We've all seen it in our own lives as we have struggled with sin, or we've seen the uh, effects of sin in other people's lives. You know, as we watch maybe ourselves or friends or, or family struggle with sickness and disease, Right? If we have had to walk through the pain of losing somebody, you know, and that is difficult, and, it's, and there's something inside of us that goes, that's just not right. There's something wrong with that. You know, and we can say that, oh, you know, you know, I'm getting off my notes here. We can say that, that oh, you know, they, they died and now they're with Jesus, and we, and we can find comfort in that because that is true, but we know that that is not the plan. We know that death is not good. It's not a good thing. It's a horrible thing. And we know that that enemy, the enemy of death, will be destroyed. It has been destroyed. And and the last thing that Jesus does is he's going to throw that into the pit of hell, right? He's going to throw it into the lake of fire. And we have this awesome opportunity, you know, and we know where we're going. We know that Jesus is one. We we know uh, the end of the story. But we have this awesome opportunity to partner with him and carry out this mission in the world, right? And we have an opportunity to bring light and hope and joy and peace to a world that is dying and struggling and lost and hopeless in sin and darkness, All right, let me try to find out where I could possibly be on these notes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so how do we respond? How do we respond to this, you know, this call to be a church that makes a difference? You know, do we kind of uh, run and hide? Right? Do we hole up together in the safety uh, of the four walls of this church, you know, just singing, I'll fly away until Jesus comes back? No, we should not do that, right? We see that God has a plan to overthrow these powers of darkness, and it is us. It is you and me. This whole community and every other Christ, uh, Christ-following community here in this area and across the world. You know, we are not just a social club. We're not just coming to hang out because we like each other. I actually really, really like hanging out with you, and I really like you guys. But it's more than that, right? It's more than that. We are the body of Christ. We have been filled with the Holy Spirit in order to bear witness of the good news of Jesus Christ in our community. And we are the answer to a lost and a hurting world. And so we saw, as we mentioned already, that Jesus came as a light in the darkness. We see that uh, in, in the Gospel of John. And he came to inaugurate the, the kingdom of God, which he did. But uh, because there, you know, we see that there's still work to be done, we are called to go. We are called to bring this message of hope and love and salvation to the whole world. Like that is the mission of the church. And God, in his wisdom, chooses to fulfill his purposes to bring light and life and hope and the gospel message to the world. He chooses to use people to fulfill his purposes. And if we think about that, and as we look at the history of humanity, we can say, 
that doesn't seem like a very good idea. Like, God, that, that seems a little bit, you know, questionable. Like, we don't have a very good track record of fulfilling your purposes in the world. But that is what God likes to do. And it's not a bad idea. God does not make bad choices. He is very wise, right? Um, but we see it from the very beginning. We see that Adam and Eve, when they were created, they were called and, and tasked to subdue the earth, uh, to be fruitful and, and multiply. Uh, and what uh, we and uh, there's a word for it. Uh, the, to have dominion. Thank you very much. To have dominion in the earth, right? And God could have done all that on his own, but he, he created us and chose humanity to be these co-regents on this world together, to fulfill his purposes on the world, to subdue and have dominion and to multiply. Like he uses people to fulfill his purposes. Am I beating that into the ground? Yes. But we see it again, Abraham. Right, that that God wants the after after the fall, God goes into action to bring a Messiah to to bring to restore humanity back into their rightful place at, at God's side, knowing and and loving, being in right relationship with God. And and again, God could have done this on His own. He could have shown up to all the different nations of, of the world and said, "I am." Yahweh, and you will rule. Uh, you will worship me, and here's here's the rules, right? He could have done that, but again, he chooses to use Abraham and Abraham's descendants to go into the world and to be a, a blessing to all of the nations, right? God didn't just bless Israel to bless Israel, but He blessed Israel so that His blessing through them would go to all of the nations. Um, they did not do very well. Um, in the book of Jonah, we see that God could have gone himself to, jo- uh, to Nineveh or sent an angel to, to preach repentance. And it seems like, man, if you send an angel, that's probably a good call. But he chooses to send Jonah to do it. He, again, uses a man to fulfill his purposes. And we see it in the prophets. It's, he speaks to Israel through the, the prophets. And then, at, at, after the, the death and the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus Christ, we see that he chooses not to go into the world himself, to send the, the Holy Spirit by himself to fulfill this uh, command to make disciples and to glorify God, to reveal Jesus, to bear witness of the resurrection. Again, he chooses people. He, make, he creates the church. He creates a community to bring the kingdom, to bring the light of Jesus' gospel into a world that is dominated by sin and death and the elemental spiritual forces of evil. All right? And that is awesome. That's where we are. We are in the middle of this amazing story that God is telling. Right? We get to be the, the conduits of God's blessing in this world. So, but how are we supposed to do it? So now, hopefully, that helps you guys with the why. Why do we want to be a church that makes a difference through loving, learning, and leading? Anybody? Darkness. Sin and darkness. We are lights in the sin and darkness. Um, but how do we do it? And we see that God does not leave his disciples to their own strength and abilities, to their own devices to fulfill their, their call to go into all the world. Right? 
just like Luke Skywalker wasn't left to his own strength, like, all right, go fight the Empire. No, he was given a mentor, Obi-Wan. He was given a a lightsaber, this weapon to to fight the Empire. He was equipped to to battle the, the Empire. And we, as well, have not been left to our own strengths and abilities. Uh, we're going to look, I think I have a, yeah, that's here it is. This is from the cha- uh, Acts chapter 1. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. And so he is Jesus, and this is Jesus post-resurrection, right? In his, his post-resurrection physical body, he's eating fish with his disciples. That's crazy, right? Not crazy, it's amazing. It's, it's, uh, it's the opposite of crazy. It's sane. So sane. <laughs> uh, so while he was eating with them, he commanded, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wow. All right. And so Jesus says, Hey guys, you know what? I'm going to go away. And again, in our, maybe in our natural thinking, we go, God, maybe that's not a great plan. Like, having Jesus here has been really, really good, right? Like, people are getting healed, demons are getting cast out, right? You know, we're calming storms, he's walking on water, it's really encouraging for us. You know, I think maybe it's not a good idea for for Jesus to leave. But God says, or Jesus says, it is for your good that I'm going. Because when I leave, I'm going to send you the Comforter. Right? I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And we see the fulfillment of that here in Acts. We'll see uh, on the day of Pentecost in just a chapter or two. But we see that Jesus uh, again says, I'm leaving and you are going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And it's that Spirit that empowers us. Right? You will receive power. Acts says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so we see in Acts, we see God creating a new community uh, of followers of him, this community to be lights in in the earth, to, to bear witness to Jesus, but they're not left just to do it on their own. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is amazing. Like if I would encourage all of you to take some time just looking throughout the scriptures of all the, the amazing roles that the, the Holy Spirit fills in our lives. All right, we see that the Holy Spirit, you know, as Christ followers, he dwells inside of us. All right, we see that the Holy Spirit, he, he unites us to Christ. Wow. He knits us together as a body of believers, as a church family. It's the Holy Spirit that transforms us, right? We come into faith with Jesus. We say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I choose to follow you. And as we walk towards Jesus, right, as as we keep our eyes focused on him, it is the Holy Spirit inside of us that transforms us, you know, incrementally from glory to glory, moving, uh, moving, moving on up to the top, moving up in this, sorry, that just popped into my brain because... Uh, and I, I, I distracted myself. <laughs> uh, Holy Spirit transforms us. <laughs> That's where we were, remember? 
Uh, he brings revelation as we, as we read uh, the word, as we pray, as we listen to God's voice. The Holy Spirit reveals uh, God's word and God's truth to us. But what we see here and what is important for today is that the Holy Spirit empowers us to fulfill what God has called us to do. That the same power that rose Jesus from the grave dwells and lives inside of us and enables you and I to be witnesses, right? And in Acts it said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, we're about as far from Jerusalem as you can get. We're a good 6,000 miles, I think. I, I, it's, it's between four and 6,000 miles. I should probably, anyway, it seems like a big gap. <laughs> but anyway, it's a long way. <laughs> it's a long way, friends. And we are at the ends of the world, and we, uh, this, this commission is not finished yet. We are still called and empowered to be witnesses in our community. All right? We don't need to, to leave and, and go to Africa or to Asia or South America or some far-flung place to reveal God, to be lights to the ends of the world. Like, this is the end of the earth. That's what I'm trying to say. That's, that's what I was trying to get to. We are at the ends of the earth, and we are bearing forth this, this light. We are bearing witness of Jesus. We are declaring that the resurrection has happened. It is real, and that our Jesus, who we serve, is not dead, but he is alive. He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And all authority has been given to him. And so we go and bear witness of him. And the Holy Spirit, as we've said, dwells inside each one of us individually, and that is really good news. But what is amazing, as we look in, in, the, in, the, in the, the New Testament, we see that Paul reveals that God dwells in a special way in the community of believers. Right? And so... Many of the, the books in the New Testament were written by Paul or, or James, uh, most, many by, by, by Paul, a uh, majority of them. Uh, and these were written to communities. These were, most of them were not written to individuals. Right? And so we see one uh, letter that we're going to look at here written by Paul to the community of the faithful in Ephesus. Right? And he says to them, in him... Jesus, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. All right? It is as a, a community that we are being built together. The Holy Spirit unites us together, and we are becoming a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. So there's something special about us gathering together of coming together uh, as a community to, to love each other and to encourage each other. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about, uh, in Hebrews, it says, don't forsake the gathering together uh, of the community. Right? Don't, don't forget to do that. Don't say that's not important, because it's in that gathering together that you and I are, we are strengthened, and we are encouraged, right? Uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. Right? There's so many uh, uh, things that Paul refers to throughout his, his epistles. You know, love one another and encourage one another and support one another and uh, you know, push one another on and, and all these things that we as a community, uh, we can go so much further together. 
And, and just like the rebellion, right, these individuals that are shaking their, their fists at the empire are getting squashed, right? If we are kind of wolverining out there, Wolverine was an X-Men that uh, does not work well with others. If we're out there, uh, uh, you know, Lone Ranger, there's a, there's a good one. If we're out there Lone Rangering, you know, it's, it's so much easier for, for the, the enemy to pick us off, to get us distracted, to get us, you know, um, off of mission, Right? But as we come together, we have people that are speaking into our lives that are encouraging us and redirecting us and helping us to follow Jesus, to walk the road that we have been called to together. When I, when I first got saved, uh, a little over 20 years ago uh, at New Day Community Church, which was then uh, Redemption Christian Assembly, uh, I was very uh, quickly invited into uh, by my friend Scott Jones, who now pastors uh, New Day Community Church in South Carolina. But I was invited to this men's Bible study, and they invited me to play on, on the worship team. And we had Wednesday night services, and I got I got plugged into the church very very quickly. And so there was this uh, expectation, right? I had I had responsibilities of the church. If I didn't show up. You know, I was going to let somebody down. And that was really, really good for me because I never woke up going, oh, I wonder if I'm going to go to church today. No, I went because people were counting on me. And it was by Sunday, and a lot of times by, two, you know, by Wednesday, we'd have midweek services. By Wednesday, as a young Christian, I was already kind of out there, my distracted, watching too much Star Wars, probably, you know, uh, and you know, and all. But it was, and and as I came back to church, I was reminded of this path that I was on. I was reminded that I am called, and I have been uh, adopted by God the Father, and, and I have been called to live differently, right? And it was because of that community that I was able to to continue the, the walking and running after God. And I honestly, if I didn't get plugged into that community, I don't know if I would have lasted. And so the community of of believers is so important. And I think that's why Paul talks about it over and over and over again. Right? We need to come together as a community. Because this empowers us and encourages us to go to wherever we're we're at, right? To wherever we work or wherever we live, whatever we do with our free time, we're out there bearing witness of the resurrection, bearing witness of God through living kingdom ethics. We're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about how this actually works in in our lives. But just the, the idea today is that we want to not forsake the gathering together. We want to come together and love each other and give ourselves to each other and submit to one another and serve one another so that we can be encouraged and emboldened and strengthened, filled again with the Holy Spirit so that we can go out and fulfill that which God has called us to do, to be light in this dark world. Uh, yeah, that's good. And so God's purpose for the church 
is to, to go and, and make disciples, right? We thought, you know, why do we want to be a church that is making a difference in our lives, in our communities? Because we are in a, a world that is uh, corrupted by sin and death, right? And we can bring truth and the reality of Jesus to this world and help other people step into the light. Right? And we saw that we're not left to our own devices and our own strengths to fulfill this call that God has given us, but we, each one of us, have been empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit to fulfill this call to go. And so in the next few weeks, we're going to uh, narrow down and look at what it looks like to be a community that is loving God and loving others, what it means to uh, be a church that is learning all Christ taught and what it means to be a church that is leading others to Christ and how each one of those things uh, helps us to make a difference in our lives and in our community. Amen? Amen.